Hey, Google, turn on the office lights. Yeah, let there be light. Starting the show with that. Yep. Oh, you were recording. That's embarrassing. Should we do the show intro first? Yeah. Yeah. I say that, and then I don't remember the episode. Hold on. Yeah, I was just... (laughs) I was just looking. I think it's 144, but it might be 146. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's find out. Yeah, let's do the weather while I try and figure out what the episode number is. Pretty much everywhere it's hot. (laughs) (laughs) The weather is insane here. I think this is like, what is it now? The seventh day of uh, above 30? Yeah. And um, it was supposed to, you know, cool down today, but I don't see it happening, to be honest, because it's been moving later and later in the day. And I've been seeing that happening for like three days now. So, um, for context, it's like 30 degrees for That's like a week. 8,000 Fahrenheit. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's that in Fahrenheit? Like 95 uh, or something? Yeah, something like that. Last week it was uh, 36 degrees, which is basically body temperature. So that's interesting. Um, And um, the Netherlands is just not built for this stuff. So it's not. It's very humid. um, And all all the buildings are meant to, you know, keep them warm. Right. For when it's cold in the winter rather than, uh, you know, so... If your house gets warm, basically you're fucked. So it's been uh, it's been 33 in my apartment for days now, which yeah, is actually warmer than it is outside, which is kind of nuts. Ah, uh, yes, I remember that well. I remember at my old house, the floor would get hot, and then you knew you were in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, the weather report now looks like uh, thunderstorms for the next five days. Oh, that would be nice. But um, the temperature is still going to be like 26, but that sounds super pleasant, to be honest. Compared to this, yes. I'm so excited for that. Oh, and did you get new yeah. glasses? This is bad I for did. an audio show. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone, just use your imagination that Owen has <laughs> the cute previous glasses. <laughs> yeah. The previous ones I stood on. <laughs> no way. Wow. Uh, they were broken since May. And uh, turns out getting an optometrist is hard during a lockdown. So, yeah, I got new glasses. Okay. They're fancy. They got that thing where they change the tint. Okay, it doesn't matter. It's not high tech, but it's pretty cool. They're not Apple glasses. No, not yet. Are you I ready? Pro- I-, I would have oh. considered buying one of those like Focals by North if that company still existed. <laughs> yeah, who bought them? Uh, Google, and they shut it down. Weird, because Google bought Fitbit last year and has done mm-hmm. nothing with it. So they're in a fight with Europe about it. Anyway, and hey. hey. Hey, you're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, episode 144. The gross podcast that looks at tech and how it's shaping the world around you. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Grosser, and joining me are... Federica Motti. Oh, I'm Williams. Yes, Woo-hoo. we're back. We're ready to talk about weather, so let's talk about the number one thing on my mind right now. Uh, Microsoft Surface. Fucking foldable phones. <laughs> <laughs> that horn in the background was beautifully dark. Is that yours? It wasn't me, I think it was Freddie. Freddie? Sorry? Oh, oh the horn, horn, yeah, that was, a, that was a mine, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, 
Um, <laughs> surface duo. Boop. <laughs> uh, no, so, wow, yeah, crazy. They actually announced it again. again they announced that you can buy it. Are you going to buy it? I have, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I definitely am going to try it. That sounds like a yes, to be honest. Well, yeah. I mean, I am lucky that I probably will get a review unit, but it's like for a month. So at least I can get a trial period. Okay, look, I'll tell you, I'll tell my reaction. I didn't pay much attention to it last year when they announced it because I was like, meh. And like all of it was very clearly, like they didn't really show them working. It was just like, oh, this is what it could do, but it's all CGI on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Like obviously. It and was I, more I of think, a fantasy really yeah. than an actual thing. And it didn't, yeah, it didn't seem like it was real because they were pre-announcing it, right? It's like, Oh, yeah, maybe one day. And it was also overshadowed by, I don't know if you remember the Surface Neo, the Windows, the like bigger boy. <laughs> Ooh, that's controversial. I didn't think that I felt like it was overshadowed the other direction. Maybe. I just thought the Neo was more interesting because it was a new design for Windows. Anyway, anyway, so I didn't pay much attention. And then this week they held a, it was interesting. Like they've had to deal with obviously like COVID and not being able to hold events. Usually they would be like, come to New York and we'll like show you it. Um, they held like a invite only stream, basically a live stream from their like campus with like Panos Panay and um, one other person. And they basically like did a live demo of it with everybody in different rooms and stuff. And it was really cool because it was very like just them hanging out, doing it live. They could have recorded it, but it was like, no, we want to show you like it's real. It's not just like a pre-recorded bullshit thing. Um, it was way, it was all of my expectations were blown away. Like it was I expected it to be slow or like jank, right? Like those were the two things I thought like, oh, moving things around will make the frame rate go shit or like, I don't know. There's always something weird with that. Like Samsung shows these things off and then you unbox them and like, turns out it's five frames per second whenever you go dual screen. Yeah. Um, it, it usually feel, it, it all feels pretty gimmicky, but. um. Yeah. But they showed some legit like shit that I think makes a lot of sense like app bundles was one of them um so first of all they talked a lot about like um foldable phones like yeah like there's a lot of issues with the foldable displays and like they're going for the dual screen thing because it's the same as productivity on the desktop they basically see it as like it gives you multi-monitor on a phone so you can do more shit and i was like okay i'm on board with that and so they showed um app bundles where you can like pair two apps together that always launch like at the same time, which is a really cool idea. And then the a bunch of apps with support for the dual screen. So like Kindle out of the box will work and it will be like a dual screen book. And I was like, Wah, it's the Westworld computer. So <laughs> um, it looked pretty interesting. I think I'm trying to TLDR myself here, but the I was impressed with how small it looks and how like flexible the hinge seems to be, despite being able to like stop itself at any position. Um, yeah, so but- it's not like a... A slappy, like weird. Yeah, you can't like... slap it, but it's it doesn't resist when you do push it. It okay. seems like um, I'm so curious how that is, and then um, all of that looked really nice. The biggest question I had from all of it was like, why did you leave NFC out? Because that means you can't pay for things with it, <laughs> uh, which seems like a weird oversight. Um, but otherwise, it'll it, it was it was generally interesting. Like it's just is, the price. Is there an equivalent for like? paying on a microsoft device 
Well, there would be if they didn't leave the hardware out. That was the problem. I wonder if it was a space constraint, but yeah. I I don't know. I live in a country full of NFC receivers and for most of the time I've lived here have had a device with NFC and I've never used it to pay for anything like that. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I use it. My bank card's got it, so why? Well, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I use I, I since I have Apple Pay, I never use my bank card ever again. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, because I always have... have my phone on me, and and my wallet's kind of big and annoying, and yeah, I always lose the, the cards, and I have like five accounts, so they're all yeah. same looking, and oh, I always yeah. just have my phone <laughs> in my in my hand anyway because it's too big to fit in any jeans. So, <laughs> you know what? I was maybe defending Microsoft's decision, but I think you're right because um, everyone with iPhones, it, not everyone, lots of people with iPhones have that like wallet case where the phone's on mm. one side and your wallet's on the other. And like with the Surface device almost being like yeah. that with the two screens, maybe it does make a lot more sense for it to be like it your just wallet been, too. Like it just I makes it a harder sell. It's just weird because if you're coming from any other phone, it supports payments. <laughs> like It's just a bit right. strange. Right. Um, but Especially can... if you live like in London, where you can also use that as your oyster garden, whatever. Mm-hmm. I can oh, ex- like oh, cool. that too. Yeah, public transport. Um, I can excuse it because it's first gen, whatever. Like, if anything, I'm like Westworld computer. I can make one compromise. Um, but it was interesting to see that they're actually shipping it. That was like that's my biggest takeaway from this week is they're like selling it in a month. You can pre-order it now. Nobody's tried it yet, which is interesting. Like pre-orders are up, and there's no review units yet like they shipped one to cnet without a screen on it so they could like see how the (laughs) internals look and like fold the hinge i'm like what are you doing but there must be a reason so (laughs) i assume it'll happen in the next couple of weeks it's september 10th is the day it launches but they got out ahead of the iphone and i think like Look, I'm not saying that this will uh, change the market or anything, but I think there's an interesting niche for people who use like surface stuff already. I think and... something like this could potentially change stuff like in the future. Yeah. I don't think I don't think immediately all the brands are going to jump into this 100%. thing. But like if it works and if it is a viable product, then I think we'll see more of it in the future. The the thing that I noted from the announcement was like the use case that makes the most sense to me is just like bridging the gap between tablet and phone a lot more. Like a lot of the demos hinged on like I'm on a Microsoft Teams call and I'm also looking at a slideshow or like I'm on a Zoom call and I'm also like writing a doc. And I actually like a lot of that stuff. So actually one of the, I don't know, (laughs) it doesn't matter, it's too late. Uh, I was going to say, I don't know if it's NDA, but too bad. They were like, they like cracked a TikTok joke at one point. They're like, if you like watching short videos on a popular video service and also like tweeting about them at the same time, this phone can oh do my that. God. Too. I was like, okay. <laughs> I think the it's interesting because it's it's obviously first gen of a device type, and I think that the biggest problem they're going to have is sales for the first year of it 100%. because. The target market for this device and the type of people that buy first gen devices, I don't know that the overlap is that large. It's like this really is a business device, um, specifically like business on the go, which like really isn't happening very much right now. Um, Mm, Because like, I don't know, I'm an early adopter of tech and 
am interested by this device, but don't see myself buying it. It's $1,400 and it's got limitations and it probably won't be as good as the second gen. And we all know to just wait the 16 months for the next one. So I don't know, like the, the person that would buy this is probably like, at least that it feels to me like it's geared toward as like the business person that's doing PowerPoint viewing powerpoint on it doing microsoft <laughs> teams on it like that's if that's how they're selling it yeah. at the event like that's the intended market and i think so i i think those people aren't the early adopters that you know i but i think they, there's a small subset of like high-powered executive that's going to pay for it out of pocket yeah and their it team will be like oh it's android we can do mobile device management yeah one thing i think it has a lot of potential to gain popularity from just being seen in the wild, I think, because, like, it is kooky and weird. And I think, like, you kind of... I suspect that when you see them in the world, people will be like, where did you get that I wanted? Maybe. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. But... I, I know. It also I reminds think... me of the sidekick a little bit. Oh, yeah. And, no, me uh, too. The sidekick is kind of lame, but also kind of cool. So, I don't well, know. Well, that's it. And so, I, I suspect there's some some element of, like, get it out in the world, see how people react, get them excited, and then see what happens. Like, I think they know. <laughs> uh, and, like, you have to do it. It's the same with Surface Book 1. They had to make something weird like that to convince people it could work. And sometimes it's also just random because, like, there was a moment for BlackBerry and every every teenager was using a, a phone it's that was a new BlackBerry. Business guys, you know. It's the new BlackBerry. This is this is the take. It's like a wide boy. It's got like the the exact like uh, what's that like clamshell mode where you can type on it. It's got yep. the same thing. It runs all the shit. I think it's the new BlackBerry. I think that's their angle. That's the take. That, yeah. <laughs> we didn't have we didn't have iPhones then though, so I think that really yeah. played into it as well. Because that was like the only smartphone you could get your hands on if you're like a teenager. Anyway, we'll yeah. see. I'm I'm curious to see. But um, I was wondering, now we were talking about um, this popular video app. Um, do you think Microsoft's going to buy this popular video app? You mean TalkTick? <laughs> I don't know why we're not saying the name. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, TikTok. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's rumors well, of that, right? I'll be at surprised. A, at a I'll be surprised. Like... Yeah, I could see it happening. It just every corner of that deal leads to a bad deal. To me. <laughs> like, so to lay this a little bit more out, so for some reason, um, American politics have used or picked up TikTok as a way to be racist against people from China. Xenophobic. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's the correct word. Actually. Well, and and by proxy, WeChat has been the one that was caught in the crossfire as well. So I yeah, guess we haven't talked about this for a few weeks, but no, because Trump. Trump tries to ban uh, apps like WeChat and uh, TikTok. Mm-hmm. But this is very confusing to me because what does he get out of this? Xenophobia. Uh, I mean, what he gets out of it is. I mean, there's a lot of issues tied up in this. I hate simplifying it, but uh, there's two things. On one side of it is there's like a, quite some controversy around the TikTok algorithm, yeah, um, and like what the reach of the app. I don't necessarily agree with this logic. Just laying it out uh, that what the app being controlled or being perceived to be in the control of a Chinese 
uh, like the Chinese party or the Chinese government, uh, what they would allow it to do. It's like a billion eyeballs that they can basically influence. Um, On the flip side, every American company controls all the algorithms. And so that's kind of why that's in play. And so it's it's, it's control. They're literally playing the same game in a different country that most equivalent companies in the U.S. are doing. Yeah. The government knows how much influence they have on Facebook in America. And by extension, everywhere Facebook's used, which is everywhere, they're just like, oh, well, we know what we do with Facebook. So we assume that the Chinese are doing the same. And that's that's the point where you're like, okay, well, it's pretty hypocritical. What's going on here? Exactly. Um, And they're hiding behind election integrity to like justify it as well and yeah if they literally cared about any other aspect of election integrity i'd believe that yeah like yeah, don't, exactly. don't murder your mail service that's a the, good start the other pieces here uh, and they sound ridiculous but it's because they are ridiculous is i think it was two years ago um apparently melania asked trump to ban tiktok because baron was addicted to it the teenage son no yeah what? And then subsequently, the Tulsa rally was the the disruption of it was organized on TikTok almost primarily, and so uh, it's an ego thing for Trump. And so you put that with wow. their mining, they, the Chinese government could be mining data the way that we mine data and have political influence and can track protesters and dissidents, like all of that. The I think those three pieces combined are why TikTok became such a target. Mm-hmm. I think um, so. Like, but what, I also th- this. what I also think is interesting, it's, um, and we did the same thing right now, is it's like we're talking about TikTok, but WeChat also belongs in this group as well. And for some reason, I do I see way less talk about this. While I also know that um, WeChat is for a lot of people that have family in China, the only, really only way for them to you know, be in contact with our family. It's it's a yes. big it's a big deal. You know, I think the WeChat one is more dangerous if it goes the way I think it might. Yeah, uh, which is that like the US will exercise. Oh my god, I've got cat all over me. Sorry. Um, the US will exercise. Uh, they'll do the same thing they did with Huawei and like um, force the app to not be allowed in stores, which would actually decimate it in China too, because Apple would have to remove it everywhere. Yeah, and exactly. that would be really bad. I like. I don't think that would go well. And so, uh, yeah, imagine taking out like that would kill uh, like commerce in China. I think practically in, in five minutes. So, and I don't know how well designed Apple's business is to like prevent that. I don't think it's very well <laughs> well designed. I don't think the Apple China entity is separate enough to like only list it in China. Yeah, because U.S. companies, if there's a like, I don't think that they've been sanctioned or anything, which is interesting. If they were, that would mean that Apple wouldn't be allowed to do business with WeChat or Tencent or whoever, and that would be problematic. Like, all hell will break loose if that's the case. Yeah, exactly, because that that just has way bigger implications than just oh, if you're in on U.S. soil, you can use this stuff, which I already think is really bad. So I don't know, depressing. <laughs> Yeah, and um, just, like, on the skepticism of, like, TikTok getting bought, like, the whole thing was that the Trump administration put this, like, deadline of 45 days 
mm-hmm. for some American company to ban it, which if anyone's ever been involved with M&A of any kind, it takes a while. Like yeah, it doesn't take, <laughs> one it doesn't year, take 45 days for sure. And so my, Microsoft uh, said, like, we're not afraid of the U.S. government. We're not afraid of Donald Trump. We This isn't our first acquisition. We've got plenty of lawyers. We've got, you know, like, so Microsoft sort of, like, stepped up. And uh, I think, I think personally, they'll get internally to the step where they go, wait, are we really doing this this way because it's what we want for our business? Or it's because um, uh, the egotist Donald Trump challenged us to. And I think, so I think we'll get like a couple weeks into this and they'll be like, actually, we're not going to. Oh, a hundred percent. That's what I mean is like the deal seems bad if you look at it for more than a few minutes. Like at first they were talking about acquiring only some of the company. And then, like, now they're talking about maybe getting all of it except China, which would make more sense. But then, like, acquiring a company under duress generally doesn't go well. (laughs) Like, it just doesn't seem like a good... uh, It doesn't seem like money well spent in any scenario I can think of. Um, And then, like, yeah, I just don't really... Like, for Microsoft, the benefit isn't really obvious anyway. It's just, like, it feels like that phenomenon where, like you are at like a store and they're like and, and holland it's like op, op is up like gone is gone like buy it now like last one in stock like it feels like that's the thing they're like trying to do yeah. and a couple of notes there if this was literally any other year facebook would be trying to buy them for yep. sure but right. they know facebook that did copy they, them though eh? yeah yeah but they know they're fucked if they even mention the idea of buying tiktok <laughs> freddie makes a really good point they released reels the day that it was announced that TikTok was being banned. Yeah. And yep. it's they, definitely they trying, suspicious. They're trying to pull another Snapchat here. Yeah. But they, they said, um, or the some reporter was like, um, strangely, like the same day we hear that Mark Zuckerberg won't reveal what he talked about with his closed door meeting with Donald Trump. And it's like, well, it's very obvious. <laughs> yeah, all of it yeah. all of it is very obvious. And so that would have happened. I think the other thing that's quite hilarious that has happened with TikTok in the last week, other than like this whole Microsoft thing, but uh, apparently Twitter was also talking about TikTok. This actually which, makes sense to me. Oh, it makes so much sense. But also like, remember that other video app Twitter? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Vine. Oh my God. It's just so like, uh, yeah. Uh, so look, if this would go through, I would be very surprised if it yeah. ends up in Microsoft hands, I think like anybody for like, I think Microsoft is going with it because they're like, well, we should look into it anyway. And like, we can look like we're playing along. The biggest thing for TikTok is if they don't get acquired, they will get blocked in the U S but don't know how probably just from removed from app stores is my guess. Yeah. But it would be the business is dead and Zuckerberg wins again. Yep. Exactly. I, Cause I, th- maybe I was open. actually surprised that, um, that, there wasn't a clone yet from for 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 Instagram or from Facebook. I think it's so, really hard. It was hard to do, or at least it, it took a year to build. Yeah, I can imagine. But yeah, it's yeah. interesting to me that this is all happening simultaneously. And the optics, like Facebook, isn't worried about the optics of closing TikTok because it's become a like a nationalistic debate, and so it can get away with it this time. Like. If this was any other fucking time, 
what? the whole get- conversation would be dominated by like what the fuck is Facebook up to? No, absolutely not. They always get away with all this stuff. They they do, but like the antitrust thing being top of mind, I think that would have been part of that conversation, and it wasn't because of the TikTok thing. Maybe it would have. Yeah, you're probably right. They would have gotten away with it, but of course they would. They have money. <laughs> so much money. Anyway, so that's that's the, a thing that's happening. The best tweet about it was um, Snapchat developed a, a feature where you can register to vote in the United States using the mm. Snapchat app. And uh, someone said, finally, the feature that Facebook won't copy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. I also saw a good tweet about the Surface Duo. I don't know if you saw it, but it was like, Microsoft is also a hinge company as well as software and services. And I was like, fuck, they do make good hinges. There is a, there is a small update in Facebook and um, Instagram land that is very local to us. But um, it's interesting, and um, it sounded it sounded to me very positive at first. But at second thought, I'm I'm ha- I'm having a little doubts about this. But anyway, um, it is mildly good news, I'd say. Facebook and Instagram have decided to um, block or delete um, blackface from That's their platform. Good news, awesome. And um, blackface is not a very popular thing in other places in the world, except for the <laughs> Netherlands. So, yes, um, the only thing is, this is why I have my reservations about this. If you post, say, a photo of a dick on (laughs) on on, on, uh, Facebook, they get deleted with an algorithm. Oh, they have like a dick algorithm. Yeah. So it's literally like the episode of Silicon Valley. Exactly. Hot dog, not hot dog. (laughs) Those photos get reviewed by an algorithm, right? And things that are... Same for um, same for swastikas. Oh no! Mm. Is blackface going to be an algorithm? Nope, blackface is going, and maybe maybe it's because it's more tricky. But um, it's not going to be an algorithm. It's only if someone reports it, it gets taken down. Classic Facebook. Classic Facebook. Oh yeah, and they, we'll let our and, users do the work. I wonder, and I'm, I'm not defending them in any way, but I wonder if they tried to do the algorithm thing and it would like impact actual people of color because the algorithm isn't trained yeah, very that, well. That would, that would be, that would be my guess. But, but yeah. on the other hand, um, black, blackface is a hate symbol. And, yeah. um, and now people have to like manually report it, which means they have to like look at these hurtful and traumatic images basically all the time, mm. which also doesn't feel like the right thing. But I do wonder if it's harder to have like a, as far as it beats algorithm, then it is a dick algorithm, you know? Yeah. I, I don't I don't think the solution is an algorithm. I think it's Facebook paying moderators appropriately, which we've seen yeah. that Facebook refuses to do. Yeah, and yeah, they're just exactly. contractors every time. It's contractors. They're underpaid. There's no support for them when they do see stuff traumatic. But, like, leaving it to users to report is worse because, one... Um, that's that's just like leaving it to black people to solve racism. Exactly. And two, um, as we've seen, that whenever this is the case, uh, people will use it to report the wrong people. There's yeah. going to be a bunch of white supremacists yeah. in the Netherlands reporting literally a black person for blackface until their account gets suspended. Mm. And it's going to keep happening. And this happens on every platform that does this, where it's like, we're going to leave it up to our users to self-report. Exactly. Facebook knows what they're doing that's the problem is we know they 
this isn't their first rodeo. Like they literally keep doing this and they know they're bad at it and they just keep doing it anyway. It's like willfully ignorant. And it's also what I was asking myself is why is Facebook doing this now? Why did they give this priority? Why? Because they don't care about Dutch politics, you know, but they don't care about racism either. Like what, what makes it care about positive press? (laughs) Yeah. They, that's one. But I also think on the other hand, there's like a lot of, there was a lot of stuff going on that like us companies were like really mad at it. I don't know. I can't really reproduce what, what the argument was there, but like, I just do wonder why they are mixing themselves into this. Whereas even our government is saying, Oh yeah. Um, it's not a good look, but, um, you know, we're not going to ban it. Have fun. Cool. This is this is an example of um, the the positive result maybe of the exporting American ideals globally. Yeah, the whole like Instagram, you're not allowed to show nipples thing is mm. like a very conservative American thing. And it, if Facebook was a European company, that never would have happened. Yeah, and 100%. so for us, that's like that's a negative consequence. But for me, I think that Facebook getting involved in the Netherlands and saying no blackface, even if the Dutch government wouldn't do it is a positive result of that sort of exporting of ideals. But this is, this plays back into the TikTok thing all over again, because I think that's why the U S takes issue with TikTok is it exports Chinese ideals. I'm like air quoting um, without any control from the U S and it's the first time that a platform has had that much reach outside of China, like globally. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. So yeah, we we were only we were only meant to dance in uh, Facebook rules. But the thing is, um, so there has been this thing going on on social media, and especially on Twitter. I, for some reason, Dutch Twitter is like the place to be for racists. It's the most racist part of Twitter. What is? Wow. Dutch Twitter is the most racist part of Twitter. It's insane. Wow. It's really, 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 really bad. Like they, I think there there is numbers on this, and it's like almost half of the user base um, uses it for like far right, like activism, whatever. Is that because they're not moderating it because it's in Dutch? Like, what are you, what's going on? Well, there? I'm not completely sure, but mm. um, so <laughs> there's a bunch of uh, people on Twitter saying, well, the left has again, like uh, took all the fun out of something. They took out of the fun out of Facebook. We're all going to leave Facebook if we can't just be in blackface on it. Finally. Um, Good. Which right. is, really, off. Thank which you. is really funny because there is such an overlap on the people that are left on Facebook and the yeah. people that are offended <laughs> by this. Yeah, that's true. Actually, who is posting there? <laughs> yeah, who cares? But it's obviously also Instagram. So it's, uh, oh, you know, I I forget that. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. So they're trying. They are thinking about starting a new social media platform where you you are allowed to post blackface. Racists dot com. Like what we do you? We didn't talk about this, but this happened in the U.S. recently with the like. Um, I came from Parlor. Yeah, the like. It went very well. They wanted to make Twitter again, but with free speech focus, and it uh, was so many conservatives that the the. The team at Pilot, the team that built it, started paying influential, influential left-wing people on Twitter to create accounts. 
Because, to like get rid of all the like to make less conservatives, and then they because it's a conservative uh, arc, they started uh, applying these like ground rules to the platform, which actually were more constricting of speech than Twitter has. So yeah. it it was it it's a farce. It's really funny at this point of like when they're like we're gonna go and create our own Twitter where we could say whatever we want, and then like they can't get any users that aren't mega racist. And yeah. it's like, yeah, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> it's funny as well, because it's kind of like um, whenever there is a spot on a wall with like some crayons or something next to it. And so people can draw on it or say things. And it's uh, if you look at those, it's always a dick. Yeah, there's always It's one. always fuck. It's always like yeah. the same things. I could. Well, it's the first thing anyone try. Like when I was 16, I'll draw it. Ha, ha, just dick. to see what happens. Is it there in a week? <laughs> Yeah, but like I mean, it feels kind of like that. And then they try to pay left people, left wing people, to what get harassed on there by all the right people. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Would you like to come to our party? Yeah, with all these lovely people. A racist party. Um, So I mean, we can talk long and short about this, but I think in some way Twitter has done things completely wrong. But I also think sometimes some of these things seem wrong, but like worked out well for them. Because at least it's not like one pool of just left wing or just right wing people, I'd say. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter through its own sheer incompetence has somehow bungled its way to not being stuck with all of the racists, uh, or like they're only still that. there and they should not be there. But you but, know, but um, yeah, there's no excusing it. Regardless, it's interesting that like you're right. So to your point, it's like why is Facebook doing this now? Is it like trying to get press? Like there's an election coming and I've heard nothing from them about what the plan is there. Uh, I've also like, I don't know, apparently like QAnon and like COVID conspiracy theories are like fucking rampant on Facebook and they just don't do anything about those either. So I believe they did just shut down a QAnon group, the largest one. A group. Whereas Twitter made it illegal to be a QAnon group on Twitter. Yeah. I think there were 4.5 million members or something Jesus. in the group. They, they yeah. only noticed it now. Like, come on, dude. I, yeah, I face. That's the. That's my biggest problem with Facebook is they know what they're doing is wrong. They only do things. Th- they only do the right thing when someone catches them. Yes, and yeah. And it has to be somebody else. Problem. They'll never catch themselves. Yeah, that, it's such a fucking. <sighs> yeah, that's the thing. I there was a big investigation. We can put it in the show notes about like. Facebook knew the QAnon problem was big and like happening in groups and they were like basically doing whack-a-mole like killing one group at a time when their own recommendation algorithm would just recommend a new group after that one was killed to those people and like it still just does that you know who else is really at fault here is YouTube oh yeah youtube is like a huge part of spreading QAnon stuff Mm -hmm. and they're anti-vax stuff as well oh yeah pretty much anything bad you can think of it's like the radicalization that happens on youtube is it's bad wow yeah wasn't that like an experiment or something that if if you fall into the wrong youtube hole you you could be like radicalized radicalized in like fucking five days or something yeah Wow, there's there's a term for it because there's um there's like I can't even remember what the page is, but there's if you click on like 
hyperlinks in Wikipedia articles, you eventually always end up on the same article if you go long enough. Like the seven, and, seven links to Jesus or whatever. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. know what it was. I think it's Hitler, but I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah, something like <laughs> But um But yeah, I think YouTube's the same way. Of like, If you were to just let it auto-recommend stuff to you, you're eventually going to see. I mean, like, I can't tell you how many, like, times I go to the, like, don't show me this ever again shit to the Jordan Peterson piece of shit guy. And yet still I get recommendations for it. And I've never once seen one of his videos. That's super fucking weird. Yeah. But you, you, the thing is, Kevin and, Bacon, and, by the way, it's seven, six degrees of Kevin Bacon on Wikipedia. You can always get to Kevin Bacon in six clicks, apparently. Sorry. But um, the joke. other thing that's bad about um, YouTube, but also Facebook is that they, they can target their audiences really, really, really um, well. So if you can target like very fragile boys, then like, you know. Yeah. Just YouTube or, gaming. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's it's awful. Um, I will say, news, before we go into other news, YouTube makes me feel so old, and I think it's made me feel that way since, ever since I was, like, 20, but um, I just have no idea how to use it. <laughs> like, what? people get so into it and, like, follow all of these people and, like, engage, and I'm like, how do you find people? I have no idea. Like You're, you're talking to one. I watch YouTube, like, basically all I don't. Day. I don't watch any of it. So how do you use it? Tell me. Like, how do you find people? Um, Through each other. I, that's usually it, right? Like, yeah, I was going to say, usually, like, every every YouTuber has, like, on top of their page, they have, like, a, a little recommendation box. Yeah. Like, the, these people are my friends. Or, like, you should also watch this. I mean, I've been, I've been active on YouTube daily for years. Like, more wow. than 10 years. There is people that I follow that make daily vlogs, for instance, that I've been mm-hmm. following since... You know, like 12 years ago or something since they wow. started, basically. Yep. Well, I'm incompetent so, at YouTube. So. so I don't know. I don't know what happens. Like, I th- I think from them, it was that I used to read their blogs oh, and then they wow. started doing YouTube and then like, you know, and then they hang out with other YouTubers and then you also watch them. And then I had like a new obsession with uh, watching snake YouTube. Cause that makes me always like feel really calm and relaxed. Cause it's, did you just say snake? snake? Like what happens? Is it like ASMR snakes? No, it's just people that are breeding snakes. Oh my God. Their Please. hobby is snakes. They love snakes. I don't know. I hate my brain. Freddie, Freddie. What is happening? You gotta, you gotta pick your, your favorite one or two that we can put in the show. Notes. <laughs> I will. I will. Some yeah, people but... are going to be like, excuse me. I Snake already, YouTube yeah. is so wholesome. These are all people that are very nerdy and very deep into their hobbies. And they just have so much things to say about it. And then there's also the beautiful animals. And sometimes it's kind of disgusting, but like, the combination of those things, like a caring person, an animal snake. that looks weird, <laughs> and sometimes a disgusting thing, like an, an egg wouldn't like hatch or something or whatever, um, makes it exciting for some I'm reason. I'm so this. scared to watch any of this. Even just watching a snake makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, what is the other news? <laughs> um, I got a OnePlus Nord. Oh, yeah. Tell us about it. The Nord. First of all, terrible name. Pretty much because of YouTube, uh, oh. honestly, because every go. tech reviewer got sent one. Wow. And uh, they're not available in the United States. So yes. it, uh, there was something about the them wanting to 
show that they got one because it's like there's like a rarity I factor. I think they up. distributed them to US people for sure. They did. Well, they're <laughs> now so running funny. this. They're calling it the Beta Insiders Program. I think on the. Well, you have to pay to test yeah, the phone. <laughs> you can be like, I'm in the US, but I still want one, and I don't care that it comes with a European power adapter. <laughs> <laughs> I already have enough of those. So I hadn't really. I wasn't super familiar with OnePlus, but um, uh, my Pixel Three is uh, like giving up the ghost. I. Uh, Really? I don't, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show a couple months ago. I think three months ago, the, the port died. And so... Oh, really? I couldn't wow. charge it anymore. Uh, the port died, and so I couldn't charge it anymore um, via USB-C. However, uh, it had wireless charging. And so I ordered a Pixel stand, and then I ordered the Pixel Buds so I could listen to podcasts and music still. And so I was just like, okay, well, this is my life now. But recently, it... Um, it, the battery won't really charge. Like I could charge it for like 12 hours and it'll be at like 40% or Weird. Some, sometimes I, I watch it on the charger and it will go like up a percent and then down a percent like a couple minutes later. And so there's something going on. I probably should just like flash the OS and it should be okay. But I was like, at this point, this thing is like, it's cracked. It's port doesn't work. Like it, it felt like time. It so felt I, more like a burden on anything else. I, I imagine. Yeah. And I was interested in the Pixel 4a, but at the same time, it's like they're not available in mainland Europe. They are mm-hmm. not Still. out yet. So yeah. I was like, um, you know, I was interested in that like budget phone market that's happening. It's so much cheaper, though. It's crazy. And like OnePlus yeah. knows what's up on the pricing front. Yeah, it's three ninety nine euro, and um, that makes uh, the Surface Duo look so dumb. You can buy like five of those for the price of one. There, there, there's a couple of things that like where the draw for me is um, it has two front facing cameras. And I think that for like me, a, a wide boy or like, a yeah, zoom. one's a wide angle okay. and one's a 12 megapixel. And I was like, well, one of them will hopefully be okay because still our problem is, is the majority of the people that at the top of the hardware manufacturing chain are white dads in California. And so uh, most of the selfie cameras fucking blow, even though that's, what half the time I'm taking a picture that's, you know, you're either with your friends, you're taking a selfie or whatever. Right. So, and TikTok, take doing your TikToks. <laughs> I, I'll get into it eventually. Um, it's got the thumbprint scanner through the display, which yeah, I, I love that for me is gimmicky. I just need a thumbprint sensor, but this is like, now that I've been using it, it's definitely the logical conclusion of the Apple touch ID, the original, like where it was the home button. It was a physical button. This is like the logical conclusion of where that should have gone. Honestly, um, I miss my uh, uh, fingerprint scanner so much right now, especially when we're supposed to wear um, um, masks all the time. Right. If it I doesn't bring work. it back on the next iPhone as well as face unlock, like what a fumble. <laughs> like, yeah, honestly, and- I don't think it's reliable enough for it to be nice. Yeah. Those want both. The OnePlus Nerd also does face ID. So yeah, I just want both. Give yeah. me both. And it's got both. I like um, that. The other thing that really pushed me over the edge was like the the same day that the OnePlus Nerd was like all over my YouTube page. I got this email from T-Mobile Netherlands that 5G was live. Here's the 5G mm. map. And I was like, well, 400 bucks. I can have a 5G phone. Like I never thought I wanted 5G, but like might as well, might as well get it. 
And uh, so, yeah, that I got it. It does run Oxygen OS, which is their custom version of Android on top of stock Android. Um, it's got like a couple like neat things. It's got like one annoying thing, but so far I, I think it's pretty decent. And would you just, be able to, to have stock OS on it though? Uh, Android? Stock Android? I'm, I, I, I don't really know my understanding of Android devices is that you can kind of do whatever you want with them without you having could, to like, could. It'll just be hacked. jailbreak. Yeah. Launch oh, yeah, a, okay, okay, okay. They all add their own magic shit for some yeah. reason. They can't resist. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like it. The screen is super tall. That's the like coming tall from the, the Pixel 3. Um, the vertical space on this is huge. And it's like a 90 hertz OLED mm, AMOLED. So it's pretty. It's pretty $300. That's crazy. $400. $400. That's still crazy. Like. Last time I bought a phone, I was like dishing out like $899 and it felt ridiculous. Right. Yeah. It, I, I think we talked about this when I got my Pixel book of like, and, and I got my Surface Pro 7, like above like maybe $1,800. I don't think I ever see myself spending on a computer again. Unless, yeah, if you would buy a MacBook. Right. Woo. And so, but this I wouldn't. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, now that you get a phone of this quality, for 400 bucks or even the pixel 4a or the iphone se like the quality of phones at that price point it really makes it hard to justify spending over like i don't know maybe 600 dollars on a phone now i i the surface duo is exciting but 1400 is not yeah. exciting yeah <laughs> no i think say, the, like, the only way that they can get away with that is they have to not sell it as a phone and i think you'll notice that they right. never call it a phone and they'll have to hone that in but it that is the telling thing yeah. Um, I mean, it's not a phone. I, like, I think Apple's in a similar position. That's why they released the SE. They realized that they fucked themselves with all those crazy high-end whatevers in the last gen, and now they've got all these like mid-range ones and like whatever, and it makes it look cheaper. For me, Apple fucked themselves by still calling it the iPhone. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> like, these devices, I, I how much of it is the phone part that you're actually call, buying? I don't call anyone. Right? <laughs> Yeah. I started calling way more often be- because I have a friend that calls all the time. So yeah. I try to call other people now as well. And it's funny because last time I, I called Zach, he's just like, wow. I haven't talked to anybody on the phone in so long. Yeah, when it rings, yeah, I'm like, like, what do I do? Sorry, <laughs> like, I, didn't even, I didn't even realize my phone was ringing because I had never heard it before. And I was just like, wow, that's insane. Actually, it is insane that these things are still called phone. Where's my phone? No one's calling anyone. I wish I could uninstall the phone app. <laughs> For me, it's like it's like the joke about millennials about like yeah. text me before you ring my doorbell. <laughs> yes. It's like text me before you call me. Yeah, like, no, I that's like it. The, no, yeah. I common, common decency. We're planning to have a call. Cool, but just to, like, don't surprise me when we get call. a phone I'll be call. Mad at you. Yeah. So what I usually do is um, I use it when I'm on my bike and I'm mm. trying to communicate yep. uh, where to meet or whatever. And and so usually when I call, there is already some sort of plan in the air. So it's not completely random, like, hello, although my friend does this and I love it, actually. It's really nice. That's awesome. <laughs> I wish I was I was so bold. Um, so yeah. I have to go to work. Uh, yeah. In three minutes, do we have any closing notes other than rip tip talk? I have I have one, but it's kind of niche to okay. My world. Let's go. What's your well, world? Anyone has like a better one? Well, I don't okay. know what it is. So <laughs> okay. Long story short, 
uh, do you remember Wonderlist? She got bought yes. by Microsoft. Yes. Yep. To Microsoft to do like the team, mm-hmm. some of the team that made Wonderlist uh, left and have started working mm-hmm. on Pitch, this presentation tool. It's oh, like yeah. a, they want to do the future presentation tool. Um, but the, what the differentiator between them and all of the other presentation tools is one, they're funding. They got fifty million dollars before Whoa. the product is even out because wow. the team is well respected and everyone knows that. They're capable. It's yep. probably the most like pr- hyped beta device um, software that I've seen in a long time. Wow. The other thing are is, these are these people in Berlin? They're in Berlin. That's what I was gonna say. Is like I really am excited about a product, a tech product that's not based in the United States. Yes. Yep. And um, and then the other thing is like if you think of presentation software, it's like Google, Microsoft, Apple all have their own. And that one like, Prezi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, all the other all the other tools. There's yep. a couple dozen presentation tools. They own like a percentage point of the market. Yeah, and every every new productivity tool has only really competed with Word or like Docs in the last while, like Notion and and like right. I guess Excel. PowerPoint has been one that has stuck yeah. stuck around. How do you compete with PowerPoint and Google Slides and Keynote? If those are those come on everybody's computer, you're going to get one of those if you buy a computer. So it's interesting, but I've been, I finally got access to the beta is Ooh. where I'm going with this. And so I've been using it for the past couple of days and it's really nice. I think, Ooh, I'm excited to hear more about this. Yeah, yeah. me too. If, okay. you're, if you're deep in Google Slides, like it, I would say it's maybe hard to argue switching, but the whole for me of like, it's not owned by one of these tech giants is yep. a huge draw and it not being in the United States is a huge draw. Yeah. Um, so if it makes it stand out, that's the other thing is like Google slides. It's hard to make it look good. <laughs> You're not the funny like thing good is, for me, I, I obviously never, yeah, I don't really that often make a presentation, but oh, when I, I do, yeah. I find myself just like making slides in Photoshop and then exporting them. I make them in Figma. Cause so for me, a tool like that would actually be super cool because I don't want to. I don't want to touch Google presentation, slides. whatever they do. Slides. Yeah. Oh my god! No, just it's hire so me bad. to do it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, hell yeah! You, you need help? Put you in the show notes. Like it's like literally my job. <laughs> there we go. Like, yeah, no, uh, I can report back on pitch. I'm going to blog about it on yep. presentation dot design, and uh, I have an interview with the CEO coming up. So oh nice. Oh, we'll link it in the notes of whenever it's out. Um, I will. I will send you some snake YouTube links, and maybe please, also my yeah. other YouTubers that I really like. There is a guy, um, Wallace D'Angelo. He makes really good videos about internet culture. He's kind of in the same bracket as Taylor Lorenz. He's mm. really, really good, Stop. and he's really sharp, and he's really his own person. And there's a couple of more like that that like him that are making really good content right now. Send us the links. And I will send you those. Oh, okay. there's also a girl, and she does internet an- analysis, which is also really interesting. Would watch. Okay, I have I to go because the call I have is with my boss. So <laughs> good luck. Uh, Say yeah. hi from us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bye, biscuits. Bye. Till <laughs> <Tot> later. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>